Yo, nothing important podcast, Matt Reyes. I just sat on a Christmas ornament. Um, that's uh, my daughter. We put up the fucking Christmas tree. She was ripping off every ornament. She did so for a long time. I'm going to blame myself because I didn't take the tree down because I put the tree up early. Uh, excuse me, I put the tree up late. I put the tree up late. And uh, that was because I know my daughter's personality. And I understood that if I put the tree up when you're supposed to put the tree up, which is like the beginning of December, that she would go and she would rip off all the ornaments. Uh, so what I did was I waited and then I wanted the tree to stay around for a little longer because I'm like, I did all that work to put a tree up. And the same thing happened that I thought was going to happen just in reverse. You know, two weeks after Christmas, she was ripping the fucking ornaments off. The tree is down, but the ornaments are spread out everywhere. So I just sat on a fucking glittery ornament and now my girl's gonna think i went to the strip club my time is up man all good things come to an end if you listen to me every day you're a lunatic there's something wrong with you i appreciate you keep me company in this mental plane in this strange hobby that i have where i go onto my iphone on a daily basis and i talk to nothingness and once i upload that onto the internet and it goes to anywhere you listen to a goddamn podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, wherever you're listening to the Nothing Important Podcast. Thank you very fucking much. Then I get some company. So it's like a, a, a delayed uh, conversation where I speak to your mind. Um, and if you do listen to me on a daily basis, uh, beside me insulting you because you're crazy, you would understand that I've been free for a couple goddamn days Every good thing comes to an end. This is bittersweet, ladies and gentlemen. I miss my child, but for the last couple of days, I've had freedom. I've been able to walk around my house with no shirt on, scratching my balls, farting where I want to fucking fart, throwing my t-shirt on the ground, picking it up, throwing it back on the ground, cooking what I want to eat. You understand what I'm saying? I had freedom, and I was acting like a fucking juvenile. I was watching... Uh, Amazon Prime movies and smoking weed in my living room. That's what I t- <laughs> that was the predominance of the evenings of my weekend. But it was fun, and I enjoyed myself. Uh, and that is coming to an end. Snap right back into reality, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a daddy. My daughter's gonna be here tomorrow, and it's right back to the fucking routine. We get right back to it. I get right back to hearing her scream and her little tantrums and. You know, everything that comes with being a parent. It's beautiful. No sleep. Um, but I do miss her. And uh, my girl, yeah, whatever. You know, I miss her. Uh, it's been cool, though, man. It has been cool. I think everything in moderation. Not really parenting, but you, you have, that's a full-time gig. I would not say parent in moderation. That rule does not apply to everything. Uh, But it's a saying and it applies to a lot of stuff. And it's a very useful saying. If you need a break, everything in moderation. You don't need a a two-week break. No four or five days away from your kid will fucking do it. It's recharged me and I can go another year of torture. I can do it. Um, (laughs) You know, you don't get to to have those breaks very often when you have a child. And you you shouldn't want them either. I try to think long-term. As much as this has radically changed my lifestyle, having a child, 
it is something that I have to think ahead and understand that she's not always going to be a baby. She's not always going to be dependent on me. She's not always going to be around me. Really, the predominance of her life, she's going to be an adult. And for the first 18 years or so, I get to, to enjoy having my child with me. You know, I can't even foresee her growing up into being an adult. It's craziness because she's my baby. She's my little baby. Um, but it will happen. It will happen. And so right now, I try to think like myself at 50, 60 years old. When I don't have the opportunity to have her around me as much as I want. And I'm relishing these moments. All that being said, the last five days of my fucking life was incredible. Um <laughs> It was incredible to relive youth for a moment, to feel like all I had to worry about was myself, and we're getting right back to reality. That's the way that this shit works. If anybody out there listening, you don't have a kid, I will tell you the fucking truth. Don't have a motherfucking kid, but if you did get a girl pregnant or if you're planning to have a child, it is the most incredible thing that will ever happen to you. Every gift has a curse attached. What are we going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen? I will reflect on some of the nonsense that I stuck into my brain over this weekend. Not all of it nonsense. You know, I say that um, there's value in everything. You know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? I sound like I'm fucking cracking open fortune cookies, right? The point of me bringing this up is that I saw uh, this very popular YouTuber which I'm not really into the mainstream of anything. I'm not into the mainstream of music. I'm not super into the mainstream of movies. I'm not in the mainstream of television. I actually experienced television for the first time in a goddamn long time watching Sunday football, watching commercials again, remembering the brainwashing that I experienced growing up where you would watch entertainment for five to seven minutes and then cut right to the ads, sell you something. Blonde lady, big tits, Burger King, go get a Whopper, right? Appeal to the reptilian brain. And I started remembering that's the way I was getting programmed growing up. And that stopped when I, when I gained some freedom and I can choose what form of media I wanted to ingest. And that quickly transitioned to I basically for the last, I want to say 10 years, 10 to 15 years, um, not 15, 10 years, I'll give it 10 years. I'm not that old, 30, 10 years ago, I was 20. But for the last 10 years, I've, the predominance of entertainment that I've been experiencing has been through the medium of YouTube. And there are ads on YouTube. You used to have the potential to skip them before you know, everybody got desperate for money. And now you can't skip any fucking ad. The point of it being it's a completely different uh, form, medium for entertainment, you know, content creators versus TV industry, Right. And um, I was watching this famous YouTuber and he falls under the category of what I would say is like mainstream for YouTube. He's extremely popular. The guy gets millions upon millions, if not hundreds of millions of views on his videos. And his name is Mr. Beast. It's this white guy who I guess he used to be a gamer on YouTube and he found some success and took those numbers, the views, and he transitioned that very intelligently into his own YouTube channel where he's amassed tons of fucking money, tons of uh, a humongous crowd. And he does these, these silly videos that I enjoy. I think they're good videos, right? 
And I was watching his latest one. Uh, and I personally thought there was nothing to be mad at from this video. And that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to take something that was, I mean, it's not that important. This is nothing important podcast, famous YouTuber, nice video he made. And I'm going to draw some deeper philosophical assessments, some deep, deeper lenses, some deeper perspectives from what I watched. The video was basically this guy who's a famous YouTuber with an unlimited budget making content Curing blindness for 10,000 people. Now, the reason I want to break this down, and let me describe the video before I get into like, you know, my analysis of it. The video is basically what I just fucking said. It's a guy with a lot of fucking money who's creating content. He has to create a lot of content. And he chose for the content that he was creating to take some of the money that you would typically invest into creating the content, because that's how it works. You have to take money and put that into content creation, making the video, production, uh, doing the, the the stunt or the prank or whatever the fuck the content, the, 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 the niche category that content revolves around. There's an investment on that part, and then you get the views and you get the sponsors, people watch the videos, and then they get their margins back, right? That's how it fucking works from a very logical, pragmatic standpoint. This individual decided on this particular episode, I'm going to take the budget that I would typically put into the, into a video that would cause people, hundreds of millions of people to view the video, uh, to click on this and watch it so I can get my ad pay. I'm going to be clever. And while I'm making tons of fucking money, I'm going to do a good thing in the midst of it. So he goes and he explains in the beginning of the video that there's a very common issue with certain individuals' eyes where they're not 100% blind, but they're legally blind. It's not like their eyes don't work at all, but there's some type of cloudiness in their um, their iris or their pupil. I'm not exactly sure where it is. I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm trying to recant a YouTube video. I'm an idiot. This is nothing important podcast. There's some type of cloudiness in their eyeball, and there is a scientific breakthrough that is... Uh, relatively inexpensive to a guy who is uber fucking rich, like Mr. Beast, where he could go. And I think the procedure was like 15 minutes long where they just suck out the cloudiness in the eye and they put in an artificial lens. And it takes 15 minutes. I don't understand how long it takes to recover. It looked like it was almost instantaneous from, from the perspective of the video. You watch it and you they had all these people and they were just cutting to like shots of them getting the procedure and post after their emotional reactions. Great content. Obviously going to garner a lot of eyeballs. And he's receiving criticism. He is receiving criticism because people are so jaded and broken in their personal lives that when something that is 100% positive happens, they can't fucking accept it. I want to break this down on a very logical level. Who cares if you do something charitable and you put it on camera? If it's helping somebody. You understand what I'm saying? We're talking about people who could not afford a very simple procedure so that they could see with their eyeballs. <laughs> so that they can walk around and not fucking bang their toes on every corner or have... You know what I'm saying? The emotional strain, the financial strain on family members who have to be caretakers for those individuals, the the stress that must be where you can't use one of the main senses that we experience this this life through. 
seen. This guy is just using capital cleverly because it is an investment. He's making fucking money back. But who cares? And I, I really don't understand criticism on this part. It's like, what do you want this guy to go in secret and uh, do what he did? And you know what I'm saying? Take a hit on the money. It's a very like illogical, irrational perspective where people don't understand. There's tons of people who make tons of fucking money like a YouTuber like Mr. Beast. Tons of fucking capital. And they're not using their platforms or this kind of hack where you can do something nice and it doesn't really cost you anything. You understand what I'm saying? People are so focused on financial gain and envy and jealousy and uh, judgment and critique of others that they can't just witness who cares how it got done. Who cares if it turned into a YouTube video? Who cares if the guy's making inordinate amounts of money? He just helped people and nobody else was fucking doing that. You understand what I'm saying? I don't get people's mindsets sometimes. I mean, I do understand it. I do understand it. I understand that um, there are these preconceived notions baked into the collective society of America. And it stems from a religious pretense. And it's something that needs, there needs to be this greater conversation. I'm not attacking Christianity. I'm not attacking the Bible. I am not attacking anybody's faith. I'm not attacking anybody's religion. But we have to come to terms that this nation is a Christian nation. And there are rules in the Bible that American preachers have taken and angled them and turned them into rhetoric. And that has been baked into the foundation of Americans' thought process. Right? Like money is the root of all evil or for the love of money is the root of all evil. These are concepts that slight people's brains toward a one way thinking, a one way to see everything where there's only good and there's only bad. And anytime somebody has wealth or riches, they will be overcome with the power and the temptation that that uh, in order an amount of money presents them with, and therefore they can only be doing bad. And I don't think that's true. I do not think that's true. I think once you accept those things as an absolute, then you put yourself in a framework, in a box, so to speak, that would almost kind of like intoxicate the mind or tempt the mind because you believe it to be true. It's kind of that saying like, uh, those who say I can and those who say I can't are both true. Most of the time, those both of those individuals are right. It's a mind over matter thing. So once you choose to believe that money is evil, maybe that's what causes a lot of people with money to do evil things with them because it's baked in their fucking mind. You understand what I'm saying? Once again, not attacking religion, not attacking faith, not attacking anybody's belief, not attacking the Bible. I am attacking this concept or this kind of practice that everybody participates in where it's an automatic speculation, the worst possible conspiracy anytime somebody does something that's good. The way that I look about, I look at the situation. If there are people in need, if there are people that have needs, if there are people who have needs that are unmet 
and the government is not helping them. And we don't have health care in this country that's free. And we don't have uh, support in certain communities. And poor people are pushed to the wayside. I'm not talking about uh, progressive states or progressive cities or uh, what politicians say or that, you know, time uh, is required for change and change works very slowly. But we are moving and we're evolving as a society. No man left behind. I'm not talking about these slogans. I'm talking about the real world. When you get up and you go outside and you see homeless people and you see people who are poor and you see people who need help and people who need education and people who need resources that don't get it. Right. That's actually fucked up. Who cares how they get the resources, how they get the help? I've said it time and time again. If we have world leaders, excuse me, not world leaders, if we have national leadership who wants to go up there and arrogantly gloat about all the things that they do to help, I don't give a fuck because those are words. We should care about tangible outcomes. And when somebody goes on whatever fucking platform and spends their money doing something that they don't need to do, he could be like any other rich guy who sets up these fake fucking charities, who sets up these these fake charities where they're just moving money around. You understand how the that's how the world really works. That's how most rich people really act. Who cares if the guy is getting clicks off of it or is getting his money back plus some? He's helping people. Those people can see. You understand what I'm saying? It's craziness, man. I find it, you know, strange how jaded and illogical and emotionally reactive people get because of the prerequisites that I mentioned, because of this uh, programming, where it's not even the Christian religion. It's not even the Christian religion. I grew up Christian. I understand the Bible. I understand Christianity. In American church in particular, there are doctrines and there's a lot of rhetoric and angling of certain passages and certain methodologies and certain ways to exist in this modern era uh, through you know, spoken by these preachers in America. There's like, they don't touch certain parts of the Bible, but they will touch the parts that are favorable, you know, to keep people in a certain mentality. And that is the foundation of a lot of Americans' thought process. They're, they're, you know, they're basing their beliefs and their ideologies and their judgments off of rhetoric. Not even, you know, how many people that are Christian actually read the whole Bible? How many people who are of these faiths could uh, preach to somebody, could tell them the Bible, could teach them the Bible, could teach them the way? Or is it the majority of these individuals that go to church their entire lives to be taught by somebody else who's just giving them certain angles and perceptions? I've said it before, man. When I was growing up, it was a crazy experience growing up Pentecostal. um, I was always angry that I didn't learn Spanish and my mother didn't teach me Spanish. The positive out of that was that I did go predominantly to Hispanic churches where they spoke Spanish. And so thank God I didn't get to fucking get brainwashed completely with that. Subliminally, I'm sure I understand Spanish. I've been around it my entire life. I'm not extremely fluent. I'm sure some of it fucking got in and I've read the Bible, you know, so I understand the book, but the rhetoric, the way that they angle the doctrine, you understand what I'm saying? Where it's like the stories that are being told time and time again are uh, very narrow 
You know, you learn about homosexuality uh, as it is this gruesome evil. I've told the story about Lot um, and, and, you know, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, these evil cities where people were just crooks and corrupted. And apparently every man in this city where Lot was, when God sent the angels down to carry Lot out, they were so possessed by homosexuality. It's such a demonic thing for people to want to have sex with who they want to have sex with in, in this part of the Bible that... Um, these angels, even after God blinded these homosexual men, the angels were blind. I mean, excuse me, the, the, the homosexual men were blind and like fucking swinging their arms around looking to rape these angels because that's how gay they were. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what you learn. That's what you learn in American church, not some of the other parts that they don't want to tell you about, like these children of God who broke commandments by murdering or raping. You understand? It's a, it's, it's a lot of like gray area that does not get discussed. And what happens is we concentrate on these little, it's like slogans or like baked in Christian programming. For the love of money is the root of all evil. And people walk around with this in the back of their subconscious, even if they're out of the church, even if they're not a believer anymore. It's just American programming at the base of it. And when somebody does something that is a logically smart fucking move, the guy wants to stay in business. The guy wants to make money. He's you know what I'm saying? Who fucking cares? Who cares if he profited tenfold? He helped 10,000 people. Who could not see, see. You understand what I'm saying? People can't even just look at the action. They care so much about the transaction because money has to be evil. And every rich person has to be evil. It's just craziness, man. It's craziness. It's dangerous. I don't I, I personally don't see the future going that way. I think people, um, and this is a perspective just being a 30-year-old guy. Um change is inevitable. I'm not a history buff, you know, <laughs> I'm not the most fucking educated guy when it comes to history. I think if you have the most rudimentary understanding of history of the last 500, 600, 1000 years, right? Pretty long period of time. Not really in the, in the um, if you think about it uh, in comparison to, you know, the amount of time human beings have been on the planet. But let's call it a fucking thousand years. You can see in the last thousand years that the planet, the globe, has had shifts in power. Different uh, empires, different kingdoms, different monarchies globally that conquered and another group conquered and another group conquered and another group conquered. You go far enough back, you know, it's not taught, but the Moors were a group of Arab and black men, African black men who controlled most of Europe, right? And, and and Northern Africa, right? And before that, it was the Egyptians who were the, the power. And they, you know, come around the Romans and come around the Greek. You understand what I'm saying? There's shifts of power. And we, in America, we see things through such a, a narrow lens of, obviously, the victors tell history. But what is un should be undeniable to all human beings, if you have just a rudimentary understanding of history, is that power shifts, power shifts. And so these kind of mindsets that are baked in the subconscious 
of Americans, it's washing out. It is washing out. I would be very surprised if the uproar and the criticism over this young man's video who helped 10,000 people get their eyesight back, if that was by young people. I'd be very, very fucking shocked. I'd be very, very shocked, but I completely understand why older people, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, probably still hold on to these concepts that were baked into the entirety of their reality and why it may be hard for them to lose those concepts, these Christian uh, preacher rhetoric kind of mindset. And also, you know, the fact that they may be blinded by the, the inevitable change that is occurring. People and generations change. Things shift. Power shifts. Consciousness always grows. People get wise to the tricks of the last generation and new things come up. You understand what I'm saying? So I really do think young people are uh, more savvy now. I think they're more aware of certain types of bullshit. I mean, every person on the planet can be tricked. There's always new games that are coming up. There's always sharks and there's fucking dolphins. You understand what I'm saying? You know, some people might be fish food. Some people might be apex predators. However you want to fucking look at it. The point of what I'm saying is those old ways of thinking of things in this very binary black and white, uh, good and evil. I think that's kind of washing away and people are starting to inspect a little bit deeper. I think they're starting to look a little bit deeper and kind of even almost like, you know, There are people who are lost in it. I know that, you know, once you invest into a mentality for a very long time, it becomes less about getting a return on investment, more about protecting uh, those years that you invested. Right. So there's a lot of people who invest into certain type of ideologies, methodologies, ways of living their life. And they do so for a very, very long time. And it becomes less about that thing bearing fruit for them. And more about them holding on to what they believed because the pain could be crushing of letting go something that you spent 10, 15, 20 years believing in. You understand what I'm saying? Or developing yourself around, you know? And I think for a lot of people, that's, 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 it's going to be a hard transition for older people once they start to like kind of open their eyes up to the, the way that not only America's changing, but that the world is changing. The way that people are perceiving things, the way people are digesting information, the way people are dissecting information is very different. It's a subtle thing, but it is a little bit more awareness. It is a little bit more, you know, looking at things from a critical thinking standpoint. And saying to yourself, you know what I'm saying? How could that be? I really, I would love if I had the opportunity to kind of like poll a large group of older people and a large group of uh, younger people without even like listening to anybody's opinion. Just showing them this video and then asking them their their thoughts. A young man um, and explaining it clearly. He's going to make his money back. He's going to make a lot more than it. The content is there because he has a business But in the midst of him running his business and creating content and trying to make money, he's using the budget to cure people's eyesights. Do you think that's bad? And I imagine there would be a decent group of older people that would probably with the programming of, you know, Christian rhetoric kind of default into some type of suspicion 
that maybe this is evil and kind of look for it. And I imagine younger people that didn't have to go through, you know, some of the things that older people had to go through as it pertains to like that American programming would just see it as it is. It's like, oh, that's clever. He's making his money. He doesn't have to help anybody and he's choosing to do so. That's a really nice fucking thing. That is a really nice fucking thing. I also think about the dangers as well of people critiquing every good thing that somebody who has money or power does. That is such a fucking backwards, uh, just really stupid. It's a really stupid way to go about life because if the objective is for help to become more consistent in society, for people who have the resources to go into certain communities or go into certain demographics, uh, whether that be racial, ethnic, monetary, health, disability, go into these, uh, these different demographics and to actually just help people. However the fuck it's happening, if it's a tax break, who cares? Just go help people, right? Imagine how discouraging that is for individuals who are in a place of status or resource where they could do so, and every time they do so, there's criticism. There's attention that they don't need. There's negative energy that they don't fucking need. It's, and it, it goes into the truth of it. I think certain people don't want progress. I think certain people want to be right. And that's more important to them than people. That's more important to them than the flag that they're holding over their head or whatever idealism that they're mascotting. They just pick a team, but they don't really care. They just want to win. It's childish. It is childish. I think we saw it as well a lot in, in you know all of these, these movements. I've hated the Black Lives Matter movement since the day it came out because I, I've experienced this so much in my lifetime. I've experienced mascotism and corporatization of actual grassroots, um, not organizations, but ideals. I've experienced that growing up impoverished in the projects, um, dealing with a drug-infested neighborhood that is violent and poorly educated and lowly resourced, right? I've experienced there being an awakening of groups that come from these communities so much so that they not want to have a revolution, but they just want to enact change. And then people with big money attach themselves to these things and exploit it. I've experienced that in my life a long fucking time. So I, it's cringy almost to me. It gives me a little bit of weird feeling in my stomach, whether a person is black, whether they're white, whether they're Asian, who cares what the fuck they are. When they get very like gung-ho, about a, uh, somebody's fucking calling me right now. When they get very gung-ho about a, um, a movement and it's just like too much energy behind the mascot aspect of it and it becomes like a fucking sports team and everybody's walking around with t-shirts and all this, I always find that to be bullshit. You know what I think is a little bit more genuine? When there is an organization that is actually giving resources to a group and when nobody's fucking watching how you treat people, right? And I would, that, that's something that's, you know what I'm saying? In the court of law, it'd be very difficult to prove. But I believe there's a lot of fucking people that attach themselves to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be Black Lives Matter or um, rights for people who are gay or rights for people who are uh, any type of marginalized group that don't really have a true uh, perspective of humanity. 
to any of these groups. I think they just attach themselves to what is perceived like a sports team. And they want to win. They want to get on the side and say, we won. We took over the world. And that's some bum ass shit to me, personally. That's some bum ass shit to me. I understand the way the world works. I think that you do need to, you know what I'm saying, um, gang up, right? <laughs> you need to get this gang, 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 gang. But like I, I, the way I do, I make jokes about black people. I make jokes about Spanish people. I make jokes about white people. I will make jokes about Asians. I will make jokes about uh, gay people, transgender. I love making those jokes because it's hilarious to me. It's funny. But when I'm in the street or when I'm around people, when I'm in public, when I'm around any of those people, firstly, I would never go back on what I said. I'm not going to fucking pander anybody. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to bullshit nobody, but I really do care about people. I really do have a, a humane perspective to every human being. So if somebody's gay around me, I don't think nothing about them negative. I don't think nothing about negative about a transgender individual. I don't think nothing negative about a black person. I don't think nothing negative about a white person. That's my reality. There's so many people that fucking, they, they'll throw a flag on their back or they put up a banner or they change their profile or they do the fucking black power fist and all this other stuff. And they're a piece of shit. They don't care. They just want to win. They don't care. They just want to win. You know? And that helps in the modern day. There's like, <laughs> from the, you know, we're birthed out of the corporatization of these grassroots movements or idealisms. Um, there's a lot of positive that comes about it. So there, there becomes this, uh, it's not all bad. It, it, there's, it is good to center power around organizations and focus that power on um equal opportunity for people who may be outcasted by society. The most notable, obviously, is racial. The second is discrimination on people's sexual orientation or preferences. There is a extreme power and it's positive and it's good. And I agree with it when you can get corporations backing these ideas that there needs to be an equal opportunity for all people. What the, the happens, though, is there's a lot of people that don't actually have those ideas or those beliefs. And they, they're like snakes. They go and they wear these slogans and these ideas and they mascot for these movements because it's hot right now. And they ride or die for it. And it, you can see it, too. The people are very disingenuous and, you know... You can see it. They just try too fucking hard. They try too fucking hard. And that's one of the things I think younger people are kind of becoming a little bit more savvy. Older people are going to catch up where you can kind of smell out bullshit. You know, a lot of people don't know why certain things don't work or, or why certain marketing things don't work or why certain sales pitches don't work because people are starting to smell. They can smell their senses are overriding whatever game is being presented. And I even think the corporations will wise up and the people who actually have these actual beliefs that people should be equal will start to see those individuals who are just trying to profit off of those movements. And that's all, you know, the progression. That is all the um, evolution of these things. Everything is rough. That's just the nature of living things. So, you know, we see it's like with, with human beings as the microcosm, right? And the macro is just the societal changes. The microcosm, like human beings, we go through growing pains. They're painful. It's painful to grow. You want to build a muscle, it's going to be painful. You want to get smarter, it's going to be painful. 
You understand what I'm saying? Growing is painful in the same way these things that are born of true uh, humane beliefs um, that people should be treated fairly and that uh, we should not marginalize certain groups and that we should not uh, inflict systemic racism or prejudice on certain groups and uh, we should not judge or limit the opportunities for certain groups, right? That thing, and it's growing into what it's actually going to be, which is the progression of humanity. I, I truly have like a positive outlook in the future. I think we will get to a place as America. I can't, I can't speak for the entire world, but I believe in America where um, all those things will become petty and we'll start to concentrate on a more global perspective and understand that even though I don't think Russia's doing it right, I don't think China's doing it right, what they are doing right, I don't think everything they're doing is right. I think it's really fucked up how they treat their people, but what they are doing right is that they have a sense of actual national pride. And if you're Russian, you're Russian. If you're Chinese, you're Chinese. America needs to get on that. The racism shit needs to go out the fucking window. The sexism shit needs to go out the fucking window. The homophobia needs to go out the fucking window. With that being said, the sensitivities need to go out the fucking window. If we can make fun of white people, because that's the hot thing right now, I'm making fun of gay people. I'm making fun of transgenders. I'm making fun of Asians. I don't, I'm not going to limit myself because that's actual fairness and it's freedom. And it's also an acknowledgement that there's no weakness in any of these communities. All these communities have value to bring to the progression of America. I really do think in the future that we will um, get away with from those. Because America's young. It's kind of like immaturity that we're growing out of. If you think about where we are as a society, I think we're still like 11 or 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? In perspective, like in, in, in comparison to like a human, a human's development. We're like, you know, we're preteens. And we're getting rid of these like silly, hormonal, emotional, you know, trigger happy mentalities on all parts. White people, black people. Hispanic people, um, gay people, whatever group, you know what I'm saying? It's just all fucking people. We're all Americans. That's the fucking reality, right? And we're growing out of that. And um, part of those growing pains is what we're experiencing, where people have these things, these concepts baked into the back of their mind, and they think all rich people are evil, or certain people think all gay people are going to hell. Certain people think all black people are stupid. You know, I, 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 I imagine somebody said it before me, but I've had this belief for a very fucking long time. There's dark skinned men. There's dark skinned women in America who are retarded. Who are retarded. And there's also dark skinned men and dark skinned women in America who are geniuses. It's genetics. It's science, ladies and gentlemen. Can we wake up to the reality that not everybody's smart? Not everybody's stupid. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how society needs to fucking level off. In ability and analyzing somebody's potential just based off of their ability and their potential. Can we grow up and be emotionally mature enough and intellectual enough to start basing things off of that? But everything has to be a power play. We're still going through growing pains. I'm not trying to rush the process. I just understand it is what it is. Change is happening. Old people die. Young people grow. It's going to continue fucking happening. There's no way to stop it. There's no way to fucking stop it. Right? 
it's just happening. Um, and for anybody who had critique of this guy who just fucking spent his money to help people with their eyesight, I feel bad for you. I feel fucking bad for you. I feel pity for you. I don't care if your life is perceivably better than mine. I don't care if you have more money. I don't care if your business is going well. I don't care. You are bitter. You have hate in your heart. And you need to figure a way to cure that. Everybody, you know, the, the onus right now is like on mental illness. Everybody's fucking crazy. I, I think if you're a mature adult, you realize life has in store for everybody who is living this human experience. Things that will challenge you and things that will drive you crazy. You can rise from the fucking ashes like a Rocky story or you could you could become a crackhead. You could tap the fuck out, right? That's the reality of what this is. It's not fair. It's chaotic. That is the human experience. Grow up. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people's hearts have gone cold and bitter and they don't care about people they just want to win they just want to win they just want to win it's like i feel bad for those people man i feel fucking bad for those people because it's like when the win doesn't happen how empty is life how cold does it get when the win don't happen it's crazy man i really do think society is going to grow from that i think we will end up, I don't know how long it's going to fucking take. I don't have a crystal ball in my fucking nutsack that I'm rubbing. I'm just scratching my balls. There's no crystal there, right? My girl's name is Crystal. Sometimes she's on my balls. That might be what I'm talking about. No. Um, <laughs> I do believe we will get to a time where we're emotionally mature as a species. You know, before the species, before the human race, I think America's going to get there first where we recognize the power that we hold. We're fucking America. We are America. And I believe we'll get to a space where people will find the balance between getting successful and getting everything they want and being competitive and still having a heart. You know, it's my same opinion about the suffering of the arts in the last couple of years due to capitalism. It's all these these equations, these factors and equations that need to be computed before any piece of art takes off because you need to make your money back. And what if it doesn't sell? It, we'll get mature enough to understand that the art is more important than the money. In the same way, we will, st- we will start to become more mature to understand the value of these belief systems, of actually showing humanity to somebody who decided to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do to their body. Not not making fun of them or being polite. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. That is bullshit. I will forever make fun of trans people. I will forever make fun of gay people because I will forever make fun of everybody because everything can be funny. But what I I will not do is treat somebody fucking differently or treat somebody heinous or hurt somebody or tie their hands behind their back or don't give them resources in their community or patronize or condescend them. I'm not going to do any of those things. And I think as a society, we will lean more toward you know, that's not me. There's a lot of people that think like this. It's not my idea. But the society is going to grow into this because that's just what happens. Change is happening. We're only going up. We are only going up, ladies and gentlemen. Strap in. You're on the plane. Take whatever pill you take so that you can fucking relax. Doze off. Have a daydream that one of the stewardesses in 2023 is not, uh, you know, an ugly gay man because that's who stewardesses are now. Imagine it's back in the day when they only hired hot bitches to serve you your, your Diet Coke, right? And she comes over, you, you know, and in your fantasy, she starts blowing you in front of everybody. And you actually get a hard on you, old man, and you fucking nut. 
Isn't that incredible? Imagine that. Just fantasize. Be positive. Ladies and gentlemen, if you continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want you to continue listening. I thank you for it, firstly, but continue fucking listening. Go on to my Instagram. Like the post, like the reels. Until next time.